So it's a pleasure being here again. And um, today I'll be speaking on the 12th Christ Relate Foundation of Civilization in the Gospel. Is the Christ revealed the fact that he has given to his church God's glory that we may be one. So next week, Monday, I'll close off this discussion and actually start something new the following Monday. So all scriptures will be read from the King James Version Bible. And I'll start. So the statement made, the 12th Christ-related foundation of civilization in the gospel is the Christ-revealed fact that he has given to his church God's glory that we may be one. Now, <clears throat> I can hear the shouts of heretic, but... If you would, but read again Psalm chapter 8 verse 5, you would have to repent and take back those words. For here is the basis for my position, brethren. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and has crowned him with glory and honor. So that's Psalm chapter 8, verse 5. Now, I would like to ask a question. Do you believe the prophets? And the answer to that question is, you should. Now that we have settled what was just shared, we can now proceed with the issues under review. Remembering that heaven must retain Jesus Christ until the times of restitution, meaning restoration of all things, which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, as we read in Acts chapter 3, verse 21. The word of God spoken by the prophet Isaiah is relevant in this regard when it states the following. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. So that's Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 2. Now, if Acts chapter 3, verses 20 to 21, be true, and we all believe that it is true, then this Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 2 prophecy must be fulfilled in this church age also. Now, among the things that Jesus died to restore was the restoring of the glory of God, which man lost because of the fall. And the following excerpt will confirm this fact. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For it became him 
for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. That's Hebrew chapter 2, verses 9 to 10. So, with the information being shared today, brethren, we know that one of the things that Jesus suffered for was that he might produce glorified sons and daughters. This doctrinal fact is clearly stated in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. And if... Perchance, you are not yet convinced. I kindly ask that you consider the following confirmation written to the church in Rome. And the verses goes as this. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be confirmed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. So that's Romans chapter 8, verse 30. I read from Romans chapter 8, verses 28 to 29 and verse 30. So now the question I'm going to ask, do you believe the scriptures? And my answer will be, I know that you do. Another question I will ask, do you believe that you have been justified? And the answer to that question will be, I know you do. Another question I will ask, and do you believe that you have been glorified? And the answer to that question will be, I trust you do. So having answered these questions positively, brethren, my next question to you on this said topic is this. According to Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2, whose glory shall be seen upon us? And the answer to that question is, <coughs> I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thy own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me. And they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. So I read from John chapter 17, verses 4 to 5, and then I went to verse 18. And then I moved on to verse 22 to 23. So brethren, the scriptures is as clear as it can ever be. For Jesus went out of his way, as it were, to inform us that the very glory which he had with the Father before the world was, he has given same to us. 
And this is plainly stated in John chapter 17, verse 5 and verse 22. And blessed are they who believe what Christ has said and live in accordance with him. For the apostle Peter surely believed this also and documented same for us in the following excerpts. But the God of all grace, who had called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. So that's First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. In the mouth of Isaiah, Paul, Jesus, and Peter, every word concerning this issue under review has been established. And if you are truly saved, you will surely believe same too. So as I come to our end of today's segment today, a very short segment. <coughs> so from the information shared today, the fact that every born-again believer is a Christ-made worthy candidate for God's glory has been unambiguously established for all times. Brethren, you must never forget that Jesus was vilified and crucified so that we might be justified and glorified, as we read in Romans chapter 8, verses 29 to 30. And we, his new creation, shall never be able to praise him enough for that which he has done for us. For Christ, who was God's only begotten son, became son of man, so that sons of men might become sons of God, even glorified sons of God, even as he is. And Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 and 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10 confirms him. And when we remember that it was because of the fact that our first parents were crowned with God's glory, Psalm chapter 8 verse 5, that enabled them to fellowship face to face with God in the Garden of Eden before they fell, we know that the redeemed and restored believer is a Christ-made worthy candidate for God's glory. For even before Jesus was crucified, God's glory was surely seen upon Moses' face. So for those who need confirmation, please read Exodus chapter 34, verses 29 to 35. So this fact can be verified by reading Exodus chapter 24, verses 15 to 18. And that should settle it for all times. For those who believe the Bible more than the tradition of men, for 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8, verse 13 and 18, surely confirms him. So as I near an end and or as I close, end time saints, my sincere prayer is that you may grasp this message shared today, this doctrinal truth, which Isaiah Jesus Christ, St. Peter, and St. Paul confirmed and continue your earthly pilgrimage in the light of its reality and receive that which Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 60, <coughs> excuse, verses 1 to 2, and that which Jesus Christ himself gave his church in John chapter 17, verse 22, in this dispensation of grace. For Stephen, a deacon in the early church, 
surely experience God's glory as Acts chapter 6 verse 15 states. And every believer is a Christ made worthy candidate for God's glory. As the following verse confirms. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the lord so that's second corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. so that's the end of my segment today remember please please spend time and read the holy bible every day prepare yourselves for jesus christ's return jesus christ will be returning and he will be returning soon. Brethren, have a safe and productive week. Remember, Jesus Christ loves you. I love you. And let's all prepare ourselves to be with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our Father, in this new heaven and new earth that he's preparing for us. I will be live next Monday again. Thank you for listening and bye for now.